When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 10 of The Frozen Deep. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Diana Meilinger. The Frozen Deep by Wilkie Collins. Second Scene. The Hut of the Seamew. Chapter 10. Axe in hand, Warder approached Frank's bed place. If I could only cut the thoughts out of me, he said to himself, as I'm going to cut the billets out of this wood. He attacked the bed place with the axe, like a man who well knew the use of his instrument. Oh me, he thought sadly, if I had only been born a carpenter instead of a gentleman. A good axe, Mr. Bateson. I wonder where you got it something like a grip, my man, on his handle. Poor Crayford, his words stick my throat. A fine fellow, a noble fellow. No use thinking, no use regretting. What is said is said. Work, work, work. Plank after plank fell out on the floor. He laughed over the easy task of destruction. Aha, uh-huh. young Aldersley, it doesn't take much to demolish your bad place. I'll have it down. I would have the whole hut down if they would only give me the chance of chopping at it. A long strip of wood fell to his axe, long enough to require cutting in two. He turned it and stooped over it. Something caught his eye. Letters carved in the wood. He looked closer. The letters were faintly and badly cut. He could only make out the first three of them, and even of those he was not quite certain. They looked like C.L.A., if they looked like anything. He threw down the strip of wood irritably. Damn the fellow, whoever he is, who cut this. Why should he carve that name, of all the names in the world? He paused, considering, then determined to go on again with his self-imposed labor. He was ashamed of his own outburst. He looked eagerly for the axe. Work, work, nothing for it but work. He found the axe and went on again. He cut out another plank. He stopped and looked at it suspiciously. There was carving again on this plank. The letters F and A appeared on it. He put down the axe. There were vague misgivings in him which he was not able to realize. The state of his own mind was fast becoming a puzzle to him. More carving, he said to himself. That's the way these young idlers employ their long hours. F. A. Those must be his initials, Frank Aldersley. Who carved the letters on the other plank? Frank Aldersley, too. He turned a piece of wood in his hand nearer to the light and looked lower down it. 
more carving again lower down under his initials f a were two more letters c b c b he repeated to himself his sweetheart's initials i suppose of course at his age his sweetheart's initials he paused once more a spasm of inner pain showed the shadow of its mysterious passage outwardly on his face her cipher is c b he said in low broken tones c b clara burnham he waited with the plank in his hand repeating the name over and over again as if it was a question he was putting to himself clara burnham clara burnham he dropped the plank and turned deadly pale in the moment his eyes wandered furtively backward and forward between the strip of wood on the floor and the half-demolished berth oh god what has come to me now he said to himself in a whisper he snatched up the axe with a strange cry something between rage and terror he tried fiercely desperately tried to go on with his work no strong as he was he could not use the axe his hands were helpless they trembled incessantly he went to the fire he held his hands over it they still trembled incessantly they infected the rest of him he shuddered all over he knew fear his own thoughts terrified him crayford he cried out crayford come here and let's go hunting no friendly voice answered him no friendly face showed itself at the door an interval passed and there came over him another change he recovered his self-possession almost as suddenly as he had lost it a smile a horrid deforming unnatural smile spread slowly stealthily devilishly over his face he left the fire he put the axe away softly in a corner he sat down in his old place deliberately self-abandoned to a frenzy of vindictive joy he had found a man there at the end of the world there at the last fight of the arctic voyagers against starvation and death he had found a man the minutes passed he became conscious on a sudden of a freezing stream of air pouring into the room he turned and saw crayford opening the door of the hut a man was behind him warder rose eagerly and looked over crayford's shoulder was it could it be the man who had carved the letters on the plank yes Frank Aldersley End of chapter 10